lady. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound like our normal intro at all, does it? <laughs> well, this is the Other Ground Live, the live call-in podcast show where you can call us and tell us what you want to talk about. I'm Passive J. That was Ryan over there before he lost his connection. <laughs> so I'm currently uh, co-hostless. So uh, we're going to do what we can. I'm sure he'll be back soon. I mean, you know, he's not. A I'm right idiot. here. There he is. <laughs> well, we know we couldn't go two days in a row without a technical issue, could we? Yeah. So Podbean just completely closed down. I thought you, uh, I thought you cut us off after a minute and a half. No, yeah, that was the show tonight, uh, guys. Thanks for stopping by. A minute and a half. It's a new record. Woo! <laughs> no, yeah. no, it just cut you off for some reason. I didn't have anything to do with it. Most likely, um, I didn't push push any buttons or anything like that. That's to be sure. But anyways, sure. how are you doing? Blame the technology. I, yes. I'm here. It's Friday. Oh, yeah, I guess it is Friday for some people. Huh? I've lost all track of days. Thank God for the show. I wouldn't even know what time it is anymore. I mean, that's, that's pretty sad. It's literally true, though, at this point. You know, it's it's easy to lose track of days when you don't have any uh, schedule anymore. Um, what yes, are, yeah. What, I don't what know what that's like. I, work? I, I actually have a job, so I, I understand days. Well, <laughs> and I'm and I'm serious about the the uh, show thing. If I didn't have a show going on, I would rarely even be track keeping track of time. So I appreciate it on multiple levels. If one thing it keep for one thing it keeps me centered on time because eventually I need to go back to work, and I don't want my work my sleep schedule to get so far out of whack that when I finally do go, go back to work, it's going to be a pain in the ass to try to adjust it back. I'm used to getting up at five in the morning right now. I'm still getting up at like six or six 30. So it's not going to be too unacceptable when I move my schedule back, but it's pretty easy to let that get to seven, eight, nine, nine thirty, ten. 30, 10. You know, so uh, what you're really saying is, is we should do this podcast at about 4am. So you would actually get up and be a, you know, a useful member of society. Yeah, well, no, I still get up at six or six thirty. It's not like I'm sleeping until ten or eleven. Uh, I like, I, like I said, I try to keep my uh, sleep schedule as close to the same as possible. Uh, even when I'm working on my days off, I try to get up around the same time. I may let myself sleep in for like a half hour or maybe an hour, but never more than that because I think it's no matter how tired you feel, it's a bad idea to uh, let your sleep schedule get too out of whack, even for a day or two. Uh, not to mention, I have some pretty bad insomnia problems. Uh, so if I Oh, imagine that. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> what? What's Is there that? anything that you don't have? Um, uh, a lot of muscles, self-confidence, uh, my, the, the, the right major muscle in my chest. Uh, did I ever mention that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking about are there any like negative things that you don't have? Um, I, you'd have to list them and I'd have to let you know whether I have them or not, but there's, but there's oh, many Christ. things I have. Don't get me wrong. I've got all kinds of little minor bullshit. I don't have any major ailments. There's way people that there's people out there that have way bigger problems than I do. I get by, you know, um, it's not, it's not the world in the world that I'm blind in an eye, one eye or missing a muscle or have flat feet or, um, poor balance or lactose intolerance or, um, possible Marfan syndrome. <laughs> what in I mean, the blue hell is that 
oh, it turns out I have something, possibly. I had never heard of this shit either. But uh, over the course of a couple of years, some uh, people have said, oh, Jay, you probably have Marfan syndrome. Why don't you look that up? And I and I did like a glancing look it up thing. And it was like, oh, it's tall, skinny people. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. And I kept on moving on. But it's been brought up so many times over the last couple of years that, oh, a couple months ago, actually about a month ago, I did some research on it. And... Uh, I hate to be a guy that says, oh, I've got this syndrome or this problem or this, that, and the other. But God, it sure sounds like it. Give me a second. I'm going to uh, list you the uh, syndrome, the symptoms for Marfan syndrome. Okay. <clears throat> Tall and slender build. Disporsperately. Uh, uh, sorry. That's not a word. I know. Disporsperately. <clears throat> uh, unusually long lo- arms, legs, and fingers. A uh, breastbone that protrudes outward or dips inward. And I do have that because I was again. Remember when, when I say I'm missing a muscle in my chest? What I've been told, and this is by a, a doctor a long, long time ago, that one of the muscles in my chest never developed. So I'm not sure if that if that uh, uh, counts as one of the symptoms. Uh, a high arched palate and crowded teeth. That's true. Before I had my teeth fixed, one, the reason that they're all fucked up is because my uh, jaw is very narrow. So there's not a lot of room for them. Uh, extreme nearsightedness uh, and abnormally curved spine. Uh, I have mild scoliosis, uh, flat feet. <laughs> That's just the the quick bullet point ones. There's a whole bunch of other uh, symptoms that it turns out I have as well. <laughs> so it's kind of so fucked if, up. So if you were born in Sparta, you'd just be on the, the dead body. Heat, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They would throw me in that fucking pit like day three or some shit like that. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been a good time for me at all. Oh, well, here's, a good, should... here's a here. Okay, here's a couple of the other ones that are uh, flexible joints. I have ridiculously flexible uh, joints. Uh, like I don't know if you've ever seen me post a picture of my thumb. I have like a like cartoon hitchhiker's thumb. I can bend it, it bends sort of like almost at a ninety degree back uh, ninety degrees backward when I want it to. More if I push it. Um, and stretch marks on the skin that are not related to weight gain or loss, which is a weird one, but I think I have that too. I have uh, marks on my lower back that I kind of always assumed were belt scars. Um, but, and while, and while my stepdad hit me with a belt many a times, I don't remember like extended sessions where I was left bleeding and stuff where I should have these marks all along my lower back, but, but that's what they look like. And someone asked me once if they were stretch marks, I'm like, well, I've never lost or gained any kind of extreme weight. And that's what it says. Stretch marks on the skin that are not related to weight gain or loss. So I even have that weird off the wall uh, symptom. So while I haven't went to a doctor for it yet, since I only started looking into it a month or two ago, it certainly sounds like it, doesn't it? I think you're just a hypochondriac. <laughs> I have every single symptom that they say is a sign of it. I'm, you know, I don't want to have something because it, because there's bad parts of it. Apparently like there's you know, heart problems and things like that, that uh, are related to it. Uh, in addition to the weird side effects, because you know, if, if it was just the weird side effects, we wouldn't be having a conversation. I'm like, well, that's just part of me, but apparently it's, you know, there's, uh, um, issues with your heart and other problems uh like it says it's a genetic condition that can cause a wide variety of heart eye and skeletal problems and the uh uh, eye and skeletal problems don't scare me as much as the heart ones obviously so so basically you're just a dead man walking yeah oh look here's another one long and narrow face is one of the symptoms (laughs) slim body and taller than average height small bottom jaw that may cause speech disorders jesus christ dude (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I think I think this is just really more like, you know, just one of those things that they're throwing a bunch of symptoms out there that someone's going to latch on to at least one or two. It just so happens right. you have the gambit. I just have, just have to have all of them, yeah. Now, and like I said, this wouldn't be a conversation except for the heart problems, which they say, uh, uh, which can inclu- include shortness of breath, palpitations, angina, prolapse of the heart valves, including the aorta, uh, dilated aorta, and aortic aneurysms. And I don't know what most of those words mean, but prolapse in any body part is never a good thing. So <laughs> I can't imagine that's a lot, that's awesome. But what really, any any heart problems you're going to have is probably going to come from poor diet. Yeah, well, my yeah, yeah, and you're right. And I can't defend my diet. It's poor on most levels. It's not it's not poor when you compare it to the average American fast food diet because I do try to eat slightly healthy. Like I don't eat sweets really, um, and or junk food or drink pop or anything like that. But that's the extent of me eating healthy, really. <laughs> well, yeah, we've we've been through this. You thinking, yeah. you know, a pizza is healthier than a waffle. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent. That I can't. I, I, there's no way you can argue with that. Come on. One of them's just a big pile of sugar. At least the other one has nominally some ingredients that you know you should be eating occasionally. A waffle is absolutely not a pile of sugar. Like, have you ever actually made a waffle? I've made waffles many times, dude. Freaking, it's not that hard. You pull them out of the freezer, you throw them in the toaster. There you go, waffles. That's not cooking, you idiot. <laughs> well, well, am I, is there food at the end? If if, if it's not, you're food reheating at the start, pre. You're reheating bullshit. Oh, is not cooking. On, let go of my ego, dude. This is, it's uh, it's not the it, it is cooking. You know, I I produced heat. Uh, and changed something from what it was to something edible. It was it was inedible before, now it's edible. I.e., I cooked. So this Marfan syndrome thing uh-huh. is one of the is one of the you know pieces of that like mild to full on retardation. <sighs> you can't say that now. I, I, what is it? Were you supposed to say he's differently abled? Special needs. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I learned no not- retardation is a thing. I didn't I call you a retard, which would be. <laughs> going past the line like oh, retardation's oh. like a medical term right 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 oh uh, you know uh, i found out that it was the wrong thing to say uh, god about 12 13 years ago when i was talking with one of my co-workers that i've been working with for about a year or two and uh, i was talking about the internet and arguing with people on the internet imagine that <laughs> and i told her i was like yeah you know i i, I don't get a lot of joy out of it because even if you when you're argue, winning an argument on the internet's kind of like uh, winning in the special olympics you know you're both still fucking retarded and she goes oh my daughter has special needs i'm like oh fuck yeah you're you're a pile well, of shit i'm a pile of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, i learned my lesson on any kind of uh, like special needs jokes that day so now i don't touch that shit it's and she was such a super nice lady i felt really bad about it too you know it wasn't like oh i was like oh you know definitely cringeworthy still like again it's just knowing what you can and can't say right you right. calling you know someone with mental retardation a retard was a dumbass thing to do whereas i can talk all day about your mental retardation Oh, right, right. Since I'm not actually retarded, it's okay to call me one. That's a, it's a, it's a fine line. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not calling you a retard. I'm saying you have mental retardation. That's a thing. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So that's a really just fancy way of th- saying I'm dumb. I, well, which I can understand. I'm, I never thought I was the uh, uh, sharpest uh, knife in the drawer. 
Actually- like I could say that you engage in homosexual activities, but I didn't call you a fag because that would be wrong. That would be wrong. <laughs> and no, 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 I don't. I, I don't think my wife would like it. She's in charge of all my sex stuff. So you'd have to run that shit with her. Well, does she know about Steve? No, she doesn't know about Steve. <laughs> yeah. I, if she knew about Steve, she would see you in a different light, sir. God, stop. Steve's just a buddy of mine. God, I haven't seen the guy in like probably 20 or 30 years. It's funny how like you reconnect with people on Facebook that you're friends with. So now you know about their life and how they're doing, but you still never actually see them again. You'll talk with a bunch of Facebook, you know, post memes back and forth, even have whole conversations on Facebook Messenger. But you're never going to see these motherfuckers again. Oh, yeah. so Steve's the one that got away. No, do you do you have anybody like that? I mean, is your uh, are you even on Facebook? Did you just ask me that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That's stupid. What, what am I thinking? I, yeah, for those that don't know, we we we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> well, isn't like, your Facebook every day? Social? You ask me for a summary for the show to put in yeah. the notes. Okay, on well, Facebook. You know, if we need to prove that I'm dumb, there you go. Uh, but isn't your Facebook filled full of people that you're probably never ever going to see again? Ah, really only ones that I don't want to see again. <laughs> well, I'm kind of antisocial anyways, but that's the vast majority of my Facebook. I've got like four or 500 friends on it. And I'd say about 200 of them are people I've met through the internet. And about three of them are people I've met through life, mostly, you know, through high school and stuff like that, or through my early twenties social life. And I'm never going to see any of these people again. You know, we talk on the Facebook and stuff, but fuck, I'm not going to their house. They're not coming over my house. We're not meeting at a bar. Our our friendship is officially over except for Facebook, really. And I bet you most people, the friends on their Facebook, that's the vast majority of them. I suppose so. But aren't you about due for like your 40th uh, high school reunion? I am. Catching up with these people? Well, yes and no. Let me think. No, my 30th uh, will be in 2021, I think it is. Yeah, I sp- Are you going to go? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I will, actually. I didn't go to my 20th one uh, because I wasn't in a good spot mentally. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was doing okay, but I was single, and I didn't, I didn't really want to go to the high school reunion single, especially uh, uh, considering I didn't like most of the people I went to high school with, so... And between that and the fact that most people that I went to high school with that I did like, I, you know, were Facebook friends with. So I didn't see a lot of point in going. I'm like, I am not going to like any people that are there. The few people that are there that I do like, I already know through Facebook. And it's not like I have some big fancy career or beautiful wife to rub their face in. So now I've got at least one out of two. So <laughs> Exactly. You have a great, you know, podcast internationally known. Okay. Well, let's and you actually, can even drop that you know me, which is going to get you way more clout than a good job and a wife will get you. That's true. Well, actually, that makes me two out of two because you know this is my job now, guys. I'm not going back to the country club, motherfuckers. You guys better start throwing me those pennies, man. It's well, it's how I'm going to survive from now on. I don't want to do the kiss rich people ass anymore. I want to kiss your guys's ass. This is going to be the official OG ass kissing show. So is this like the sponsor read call to action part? Where you're like, hey, no, give us money. No, no, no. You get the, the, the pennies that they're flipping at us occasionally for their amusement uh, at the current rate will pay for the uh, podcast monthly fee anyways. And they don't charge us any more any, that much since we're not trying to monetize it through them. Uh, so that's well, not I'm, a big deal. 
I'm really just waiting for you to get me a goddamn White Claw sponsorship on this show. God damn it. Let's get to work on that, man. That'd be some awesome money. Not to mention great perks. I, oh, I don't care that. about the money. I just need them to, you know, send you a case of white claw every my, day. If they could give me, you know, like those monster fridges that they give out to celebrities and like athletes, things like that. Oh, yeah. I think white go. claw needs to give me like a mini white claw fridge. Right. And they, and they and come over. Like, stocked. Yeah. They come over once in a while, make sure it's full of white claw. <laughs> Goddamn right. Uh, Andy's asking how you can throw pennies. Honestly, I don't know, sir. Uh, I, they just they just show up every once in a while. So we're currently up to I want to say like four bucks or five bucks somewhere somewhere between four and five dollars. I want to say oh, I haven't looked at it in a day or two. Um, well, and goddamn, it, it, we're popular. It's, it's something something with the with involved with the Podbean Podbean app that lets you do it. So. <laughs> but you know like i said guys don't worry about it too much uh i have a decent microphone but i bought it fucking 14 years ago i think so it's not like i ran out and got it for the podcast so we're we're running on the cheap here so the chat makes a good point here they're asking if we're on patreon i think no. eventually you should probably set one of those up and like give some awesome perks to people that subscribe like a daily running video <laughs> well i'm not trying to make money off of our off of our friends and that's what i consider most of the og and especially the people that are showing up here to do the daily show uh, i'm just here to entertain you entertain you guys i'm not here trying to make a living off of it if it gets huge like because we're awesome people uh and you know all of a sudden it's big enough for but that's not the purpose of the show yeah what's the, what's this we're awesome people i'm the awesome one you're the one with some weird disease. Ooh. Regardless, I think we can do a Patreon. You give running videos. I will give, you know, a few artistic nudes here and there. Maybe a little bit of nipple. Maybe on Wednesdays. Okay. I'll, you, maybe you, a you butthole talk, once a month. You talk to me. I'll look into it and see what there is to it and all that good stuff. Uh, in, the me in the meantime, you guys at home can think of what kind of crazy shit you guys would want us to do for your personal amusement. Um, besides jail, even record like a, a voicemail <laughs> message for you. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you guys want a crazy voicemail message, uh, we, we can figure out some way to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm heard, I've heard Ryan's an amazing artist with crayon. Um, you might, he might eat half of them, but he can produce some amazing pieces of art. Didn't you say that, Ryan? You... Absolutely not. I'm left-handed. I can't draw for shit. I'm also a left-handed and cannot draw for shit. Yeah, but yours but, is because but, you have a medical issue, right? But you knew I was left-handed, didn't you? Uh, no, I have no clue. <laughs> well, like everything, everything else that's wrong with me, I got to be left-handed, right? And that's that's the, although the only thing being left-handed has always only really been a detriment for was those scissors. I don't know how it works out that there's right-handed scissors and left-handed scissors, but there is. You would think. Well, I just be, figured out how to use the right-handed scissors. Like it wasn't that difficult. Well, right. No, it wasn't. But there was a difference, and it, and it always amazed me. I'm like, how can that be different? You know, it's our say our hands are the same, <laughs> but it was except it, completely it, inverse. Right, right. No, as a little kid, it confused me. But I realized that now there's like it's grooved differently to fit into your hand. You know, from one side to the other. Um, but as as like a five year old, my first time running with scissors, I I couldn't understand why they didn't fit in my hand. That doesn't surprise me that that baffled you. Yeah. Okay. That might have been fifteen instead of five. But we're not going to go have that conversation right now. Um, 
So, but so, and, and like and like they're talking on the on the chat that I, about the uh, Marfan syndrome. And I'm not saying I have that. I haven't went to a doctor about it. And even if I do have it, it doesn't change my life, anyways. I still get tested about once a year for different shit because uh, of the cancer stuff. So I'm assuming they'd be checking my heart at some point, anyways. Yeah, they should be doing like a full body scan of you, like every three months. It sounds like you're just falling to pieces. Well, they were doing it every six months up until uh, this last one in December. And since there have been no cancer for a year and a half, I think at that point, yeah, yeah, a year and a half, uh, they said they're only going to scan once a year for the next couple of years. And then once I hit the five or six year uh, mark, they're going to call me good. And that's when your heart will explode. Yes, exactly. Although some, you know, although I thinking about it, I'm not sure if they've actually tested my heart per se for an EKG, but I had a hernia surgery, you know, um, like a couple months ago, they, they hook you up to an EKG for surgery, I assume, don't they? Yeah, but I don't know if they're really testing your heart. They're just making sure that you're not dying at that point. I think if anything, you should go do one of those stress tests just yeah. so everyone in the hospital can just kind of congregate around that room and just fall over laughing at you running on a, on a treadmill. <laughs> you know, no, you know, now that I think about it once, uh, if this healthcare covid stuff ever dies down enough to make it reasonable to go get a test for something maybe i'll go get a heart test just in case because you know better safe than sorry i do have health insurance that's one of the few benefits of my life i have good health insurance so I if they if they do a stress it. test you better be bringing a tripod and filming that motherfucker <laughs> i promise i will I actually have a tripod so we will go ahead and do that shit so it'll be the uh, passive j stress test video that can be the first Patreon perk. <laughs> they can watch your stress test. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, do you guys got anything you want to talk about tonight? We managed to make it a whole 20 minutes talking about nothing so far. So it's a good start. <clears throat> well, while they're doing that, did you hear that uh, Bill Withers died? Bill. Oh, the singer? Yeah. Oh, wow. How appropriate, huh? This is, It's been such a gloomy fucking month or two. There is no sunshine now that he's gone. By God, you actually knew a Bill Withers song. I know two fucking Bill Withers songs because I'm the type of guy that you can lean on for that kind of knowledge. Yeah, try stop trying to shoehorn in, you know, song titles. That's just not no. <laughs> that's the only other one I know, so that that game's over. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sure he, he has a few others, but yeah, uh, he probably Bill Withers does, was I mean, the shit. Yeah, he had a great voice, too, didn't he? Although I, I prefer the DMX version of Ain't No Sunshine, but that's, you know. He, he made one? Oh, shit, I definitely got to go look that up right after the show is over. Uh, I like so DMX. So that, that was the song that uh, Anderson Silva always came out to. That was oh, his really? walkout music. Yeah. Oh, I never really paid much attention to the walkout music since it was rappy. Uh, but I, I like two DMX songs, uh, probably the exact two that you could guess. <laughs> I have no clue. What So what are the two DMX songs that you like? Uh, X gonna give it to you, uh, and what's the other one? Uh, Party on or something like that. Party up, I think it's called. So really, you just like the poppy radio friendly music? Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's ever called DMX uh, poppy radio friendly music, but yeah. But no, but like, like those I, are the two closest songs to poppy or radio friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love X gonna give it to you. I, I always sing it in my head with Jay's gonna give it to you instead. Well, wow, not like I ch- that not was ch- nerdy as fuck. No, I, ch- I changed all the lyrics in my head from X, from X to J. Yeah. So okay, well, then what we're going to need you to do is is record that, the full version. <laughs> That'd be horrible. <laughs> and then do a music video. 
Oh man, I mean, I mean that that would be bad. I mean, not so much because of, of my singing voice, because I have a truly bad singing voice. Because that's not really singing. I have very little rhythm at all. Uh, but if you guys wanted to see something like that, I'd give it a shot. It's not like I got anything better to do right now, right? Yeah, a full music video. Jay's <laughs> gonna give it to you. Do it, <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Right? Uh, n- not right now, though. Obviously. Um, so that'll be fun to do. Uh, what else we got? Uh, do, 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 do. We have, if you guys aren't going to call in about anything right now, uh, we can always do a topic that we skimmed over uh, uh, last week, I think it was. Speaking of last week, by the way, guys, this is the start of week three. We got two weeks in already. 14 shows in a row. So that's, that's not, not bad. You know, uh, a lot of shows uh, peter out after the first three or four. Uh, and those are ones that are doing it like once a week or, you know, all that shit. We're doing this shit every goddamn day. Jay's bringing it to you. Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't quit yet. Like, that's kind of your MO, right? Yeah, it is. No, no, no. I, you know, I know if, I, if I'm enjoying something, I stay at it for a while. Um, it normally takes me two or three years to get bored or something. <laughs> all right. So we may as well mark the date. 4-3 of 2023 will be our last episode. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Probably because of your heart failure or other degenerative condition. Oh, my wife's certain I'm going to die <laughs> of one thing or another. But, you know, on the other hand, she's certain she's going to die of one thing or another anyways. She's always making plans about fucking what's going to happen when we die. Well, um, newsflash, we're, we're probably all going to die of something or another. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, we're all going to die just at different speeds. But other than taking the basic precautions for it, why worry about it after that? You know, it's not like you're going to change it. Exactly. I'm going to be 108 drinking some White Claw, and I'm just going to keel over. Yeah, there you go. You know, I mean, fucking everyone's going to die. So you might as well try to enjoy yourself. Um, Hmm. Let's see. All right. So, well, okay. Uh, here's this for a topic. I know you have a story about this. Um, and I think we brought it up before, but I don't remember actually getting into the stories because I think someone called in. Um, what are some of the dumb things you've seen people do drunk? So not necessarily so much dumb. So like pretty much all of my stories go back to like when I was either a bouncer or working security. And that's more, not necessarily dumb, but more so bad for your own health. Yeah, which is dumb to do. So, <laughs> which, which is generally like your, you know, five foot two, 140 pound guy thinking that, hey, I want to fuck with like the largest bouncer in the building. And that usually ends up with them being tossed on the top of their head, you know, right out the door. Um, so, I don't know if I have any really dumb dumb examples there was one so okay this was when i was probably i think probably 15 um small town in iowa that i grew up in probably uh, about 5200 people or so uh but there was a junior college in the town that i lived in and kind of all of us like late junior high early high school um one of our friends had this it really wasn't outside of town, but they had almost kind of this little like farm type area kind of pushed back from any sort of road. Um, and we called it the ranch for some reason because we're retarded kids. Uh, but needless to say, that's where like all the kids would go out and drink every weekend, set up some, you know, tents and stuff there. So you can just pass out there, wake up. Um, this particular night we had a few folks there that had driven out 
and there was this one drunk dude from the uh, local college there. And he just figured, you know, since he wasn't used to being out there, he was just going to sleep in his car. Well, he went to go get his car and he couldn't find his keys. So he just figured he locked his keys in his car. So this guy goes around, asks if anybody knows how to pick a lock. Of course, nobody knows how to. And I say, hey, I'll just break your window for 20 bucks. And of course, he gave me 20 bucks to bust down his own window. So busted in, opened up the car. He goes and passes out. He wakes up in the morning and he finds his keys in his pocket. <laughs> Oopsie. That is, yeah, that's pretty dumb. How about you, Stray? You got any stories about people doing dumb things while they're drunk? Hey, boys. How are you? Hey. Good to hear. Um, no, I don't actually, but I'm wondering if I could just jump to, uh, to a quick story about yesterday. Sure. Go um, ahead. so I don't know. There was a, there was a thread, uh, on OG or there's been a few actually of my buddy, Ryan, who just passed away, uh, last Thursday. And I won't jump all the way back to the beginning, but it's been sort of a, a long drawn out, I guess, chain of events with him. But about a week ago, right after he passed away, his wife um, asked me and another friend of his if we could put together a, uh, I guess, a playlist for his service, which was yesterday. So we have, um, we got a bunch of, uh, we've been friends for 20 years and we've been, we've, we're both metalheads. We love metal. Um, most of our music is pretty heavy, but you know, amongst all those songs, there are some pretty um, meaningful, slower songs that would be appropriate for a service like that. So we went through, and between myself and our buddy Mark, we put together 30 songs that were all super appropriate, and the majority of them actually had meaning related to his uh, his cancer and uh, his whole battle with cancer. So at the end of it, though, we, we felt like we wanted to add just something to the mix. And he hated country with an absolute passion. He hated it. We would, we would always try to slip on a country tune just to piss him off, and he freaked out. And it was always a good laugh. And then in the last year, when he was uh, sicker, we, he wanted to tattoo a bunch of us. He, and I'm not a tattoo guy, and a bunch of a bunch of our close friends, we're not, we're not really tattoo guys, but he had said, you know, when he knew sort of it, everything was inevitable and he wasn't going to survive his, his battle, he said, boys, I want to, I want to leave something behind with each and each and every one of you. So it was a no brainer for me. We said, yeah, tattoo away. So what we would do when we would be getting tattooed, he'd be all gloved up and work in the machine in his, in his room, in his tattoo room. And we would always kick his Bluetooth off and we put on some of the twangiest country shit we could find. And he couldn't do anything about it unless he wanted to unglove and just start all over again. So he'd have to endure these country tunes and it pissed them off. So uh, during during this this playlist that we put together, we called up our one buddy and we said, hey, Hojo, um, we want to put something on there. We just want to know what you think. And so he said, yeah, absolutely. We need to put a, a good old fashioned country tune on there. Something just that would 
cause him to get just absolutely pissed. So he uh, he came up almost immediately. He said, we got to put on John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy. And I had heard <laughs> the song way back. I had heard the song way back. And um, I, I couldn't remember it. So as we're talking, I'm searching my Spotify. And I, I pull the song up. And I... And for you guys that haven't heard it lately or forgot what it what it's all about, it's it's your quintessential twangy redneck country song. So we had to run it by his wife. So because we said, you know, we don't want to mess up the funeral. We don't want to, uh, you know, upset anybody or the family, although we know everybody really well. And they all know that Ryan's got this really wild sense of humor. So. Yesterday we were we were in there and we we're going through all these songs and it's it's solemn but it's uh, it was like a beautiful service and you know he's laying there and we could we could kind of see him up at the front it was kind of it was an open uh, casket for viewing and whatnot and you know our buddy's laying there and it was it was it was odd because it was uh you know everybody's trying their social distancing and stuff so we were all spaced out and I was sitting with my wife and my buddies are sitting in the pews down the row. And then I can't remember what song we were listening to, but it was really, I think it was like send me an angel by the scorpions and, you know, beautiful, slow song. And everybody's just kind of lost in their thoughts. And this, the beginning of this John Denver song comes on and everybody immediately starts looking around and laughing. And it was just this really cool, really cool moment. No one really knew it was coming except probably four of us and had a good laugh and all I could I could just kept imagining my buddy just kind of turning towards all of us and going like what the fuck boys what are you what are you doing to me here and then I had to go over it I had to explain to his parents and and as soon as we told them what it was it was like our last little joke to to send our buddy off they loved it and yeah they they all thought it was a a great way to kind of end the service so Wow. But really, that, sorry, Jay, go ahead, man. No, I, I was just saying that's a great story, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, well, needless to say, right, it's been uh, it's been pretty tough three and a half years for his family and friends. And to end it kind of on a on a on a comical note was was a uh, was a nice way to send him off. Yeah, very much so. Oh, man, you're going to make me cry, man. That's a great story. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? And for any of the guys that are listening, I don't know. I don't know what the, um, the listenership is like right now. I've, I've been on a few times myself, but um, yeah, I would just like to say thanks to all the guys that have kind of jumped in the, those threads about my buddy Chopper, because it's been a tough goal. And um, you know, at night when you kind of wind down and you jump into those threads and you see all those, well wishes and the guys checking in um yeah it's meant a lot to me so thank you to anybody that's jumped into those threads and or even bought a shirt there was a i know heaven forbid there was a, a gofundme to help get him uh to a clinical trial in arizona which um there was a handful of guys that contributed to that so thank you to to all you guys that jumped in there yeah, yeah. There, there's our, there are some awesome people on the OG, uh, as I can attest to you personally. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've made some. I've, I've made 
a number of friends, like in real life, you know, we don't always talk about it because, um, you know, it's a, it can be a judgmental place, but yeah, I've definitely met my fair share of OGers and all the guys that I have met have been uh, absolutely classic guys. So thank you to them. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for coming on straight and telling your story. I know it couldn't have been easy for you. Yeah, it is. It's been, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough go, but um, it's been, like I said, the OG has been a great place for me to get on and just kind of share some stories. So um, yeah, well, I'm trying to think when I got on the OG in like 2014, um, yeah, I had been lurking for probably two years. So it took me, it took me less time to get onto your podcast than it did to start actually contributing on the forum. <laughs> and there's a lot of people like that, that, uh, excuse me, like that, that need to hang out for a while and get the feel of things before they are truly comfortable, like creating an account and hanging out on it. Well, I was warned. I was told like, Hey, when you get in there, just be careful because it is a shark tank. If you, if you, if they smell blood in the water, they're coming for you. So yeah, you're a little hesitant. I think at first, you know, there's some, there's some heavyweights in there that like to, that like to light you up if you overstep or you say something stupid. So it is, it is nice to have your feet under you a little bit before you post your first thread. Well, the, the nice thing about the OG is uh, try going to like other normal forums now. You're like some sort of fucking deity here compared to, <laughs> you know, like you're like, well, look at this bullshit. I'm going to take this shit over. You guys got to have no clue what the fuck's coming. <laughs> you know, OG is go hard compared to most forums. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, you'd know my man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know more than most. <laughs> yeah. But that's all right. You know, I, I brought that shit on myself, uh, upon myself. I, I can certainly handle it. I'm a big boy. That's good to hear, brother. Hey, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I just thought I'd jump in and tell a yeah. quick story. Well, thank you again for calling straight. Really, we really appreciate it and calling anytime. Excellent. Talk soon, boys. All right. Thanks, Trey. Yeah, you bet. See you guys. Bye bye. <laughs> well, that what was the a hell great are you story. For? Sorry, I, I hum when I do stuff. So I was. <laughs> God damn! Stray so. calls in with his great heartfelt story, and then you start humming afterwards. Christ! <laughs> yeah, and that was a great story. I'm I, I'm not joking. He was going to make me cry there. Uh, I had to turn off my mic for a second. I was getting a little weepy. No, nah, Stray's a great dude. Um, following kind of through with what happened. Obviously, our thoughts are still out there with the family. R.I.P. Chopper, of course. Uh, but yeah, Stray and that group of friends, man. Like they they give us a better reputation on the OG than then we probably deserve, but, uh, yeah. there's some of the good ones. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I followed that quite a bit and it was really impressive. Uh, you know, how much strain his friends, uh, the lengths they went to to try to help out their friend and take him to things and, you know, stuff like that. Cause not everybody has a friend like that. Uh, I know a couple of people that had, you know, the bad cancer. I don't consider my cancer, the bad cancer. I recovered relatively quickly. I was okay within a year or so. Um, but you know, people that had the bad cancer and they didn't have the support system that strays a uh, friend did. You know, and they suffered from it. You know, some of them lived, some of them died, but you know, they didn't have the people there supporting them that that they really should have. Right. Yeah, well, and that is part of it, right? So, like, there's even been kind of studies around that that a proper support system, you know, increases favorable outcome. Mm-hmm. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, but shit, who doesn't have somebody that's been taken by cancer by this point? What a fuck! And there's so many of them. And they're all so goddamn evil. That's well, if you live long enough, like that's how you're gonna go. 
Yeah, ninety percent of it. it's it's going to be cancer, uh, a heart issue, or a stroke. Those are those are the three ones that are going to get you for the most part. If like if if you don't die from misadventure. Yeah, like other than you know a huge drug binge and an unpaid stripper, like you know that's that's the <laughs> other way to go. Yeah, you know, unpaid stripper, a stripper, I think qualifies for a misadventure. <laughs> you ever heard that old song? I want to die from misadventure. No, no, I have not. I, I'm not going to sing it for you because I can barely remember. It's just two fucking like surfer sounding dudes singing about not wanting to die from old age. They want to die from misadventure. You know, like cliff diving or surfing or some shit like that. Well, once you get to an age, like if your you know quality of life isn't great, why not roll the dice a bunch of times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, wasn't there a movie about that about someone whose bucket list was all kinds of crazy ass, uh, dangerous shit? There's probably a bunch. That sounds like yeah. a Hollywood trope. Yeah, it was like Morgan Freeman or something. <laughs> so he's 80s and he's like, you know, fucking zip lining and skydiving or some shit like that. Or, or did I make that up in my head? Because that wouldn't be a bad movie, would it? Morgan. Freeman, I don't know. As, as long as Morgan Freeman was, yeah, as long as he was narrating it, we're good narrating it while while he's doing it at the same time you know just some oh, yeah. like, just some 80 or 90 year old guy doing ridiculously crazy shit because you know he's tired of living and he always wanted to try this shit and then you know like he miraculously time after time lives through these ridiculously crazy events that'd make a fun movie wouldn't it no uh, it sounds kind of like a boring hollywood thing well yeah most mo- movies are boring hollywood things but they make a lot of money and people like them so Maybe I should Fair move enough. to Hollywood. Maybe I should move to Hollywood and write movies. No, no one would ever hire you. Like they could never get insurance on you. <laughs> yeah, that that probably kills my uh, Hollywood career in general. And no, no one's going to hire me as an actor since you know I'm most likely going to die at any moment. Shit, I'm not. I'm not even sure why you do a podcast with me. You might have to take over at any time. Well, yeah. If that happens, I'll just get someone else to to be the host. Because yeah, I'm not taking over. That's way too much work. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, man! You gotta, you gotta do a little something, something. Take the load off me. Can't you hear I'm stressing out over here? It's I'm just here to bring the testosterone and look pretty. Oh, okay. You realize it's a radio show. I can pretend to look pretty. Yeah, but I actually look pretty. So <laughs> deal with it. Fine. I see how you are. All right. Well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? I never went into my uh, drunk people uh, stories, so I can probably uh, do that if you guys don't want me to talk about something else or if you guys happen to want to call in or you basically we could spend the next 20 minutes ryan just insulting me that would probably make most people happy i think that's been the majority of most of our shows okay all right well i'll do a drunk person story um this is many years ago uh, we were in our uh, late teens i think i don't think we were supposed to be drinking which is the best so was this during the prohibition i'm trying to get the timeline right here right <laughs> uh, late 80s early 90s um, and I was hanging out with, uh, uh, three friends of mine, uh, three brothers, the, the Brahms, Gary, Josh, and uh, Charlie. And with, and we were hanging out with their uncle Dave and uh, Dave was a hooligan. He was only about like three or four or five years older than us. So he, he had no problem at all getting into shenanigans with us. It was the middle of winter. Uh, me, Dave, uh, Josh and, uh, Gary were all drinking. And we decided we wanted to go shagging. I'm not sure if you're familiar with shagging. Uh, there's all kinds of variations of shagging. Uh, but the basis of it is getting dragged behind a vehicle on some, in the snow. 
you know, you might be doing it on your feet. You might have a sled. Uh, you might be holding on to the bumper. In our case, we took four ropes, about 10 feet each, and tied them to the back of Dave's truck, uh, went to a neighborhood that was under construction, so there wasn't any houses yet. There were just the roads, and there had been an ice storm the night before, and then it had snowed. So this neighborhood had not been treated at all like any of the other neighborhoods because there was no houses in it. So it was just like a couple streets going in a circle covered in ice and snow. Um, so we took some ropes, four of them, tied them to the back of his truck and took four sleds and we went shagging and it went great at first. We were having a hell of a time. You know, Dave would, would make sure that he whipped the back end out of going around corners. So we go sliding sideways, you know, uh, he would, he would yell when he, we, when he was about to break, you know, which so that, you know, we could, we'd have time to make sure. So we didn't, uh, so we didn't slam into the back of his truck. Um, the issues became apparent, uh, that Gary was drinking more than the rest of us when his uh, brother, Charlie, who, if you mentioned, if you noticed, I had not mentioned him when I mentioned drinking, Charlie didn't want to drink. Charlie was sober as a judge. Um, Charlie decides he's going to try to stand up on his sled. Yeah, Charlie was an athletic guy. You know, after a couple of misadventures, he had it down. So basically, he was surfing behind the truck on his sled. Uh, his older brother Gary wanted to try that too. Uh, he was drunk off his ass. So every time Gary tried to get up on his sled, he would slam down on his ass or on his face or on his shoulder and get dragged behind the truck for a while because Dave wasn't stopping for fucking nobody. Uh, everyone, everyone had been smart to make sure that they tied their. Uh, sled to their uh, ankle in case it got away from them uh now we weren't tied to the ropes going to the back of the trucks because we weren't idiots <laughs> um however no matter how many times gary fell his drunk ass would not let his brother get the better of him and he kept on trying to get up so it'd be get up, get up for half a second slam down try to get up for half a second slam down it went on fucking forever <laughs> um the only thing that topped that evening was uh, when I got drunk enough to decide that uh, wrapping the cord around my hand would be a good idea. <laughs> um, so that when we went around a corner a little too fast, uh, my sled went out sideways uh, a little farther than it should have and it left the road. And I went out like into the grass on the side of the road or going around the corner, which wouldn't have been a big deal. But as I mentioned, this was a neighborhood under construction. So what it had little like foot high plastic fencing, I want to call it almost. It looked like it was a piece of plastic about a foot high uh, with along stakes going along like the different uh, property lines. I think it was to keep dirt in when they were moving shit around or something like that. Regardless, um, what happened was as I came around that corner, I caught that foot high uh, plastic fencing and it yanked my sled out from underneath me uh, and now I'm being dragged behind the uh, truck going about 20 miles an hour and I can't let go because my dumb ass had wrapped the hand, my hand around the, the rope around my hand rather to make sure that I wouldn't let it go by accident <laughs> so not only was that one of the dumbest things I've ever seen a drunk person do it was also the same night that I did one of the dumbest things I've ever done as a drunk person so it was a twofer I'm surprised you lived through that with all of your issues. Well, you know, I was younger and probably a little bit more durable. So, you know, and maybe I didn't have half my issues back then. I, I firmly think that my, I don't even know, I've never bothered to look this up medically speaking, but I firmly think that my arches fell while I was in the army because uh, they're really severe and they didn't notice at all when I got in. So either arches can fall and mine fell in the army or 
the entrance doctor was really, really bad. No, they probably just did not give a shit. They just wanted recruits. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably that's the more likely thing. I don't even know if Arches Fallen's a thing. Yeah, I think you're probably born with it or you're not. Yeah. That would be my assumption. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's probably someone that actually has looked into this with a better answer. But yeah, well, you know, research is for losers. <laughs> so how how long did you last in in the army? Oh, I was there. I was actually there until the about two days before graduation from major training. Although they removed me about four days before that. Um, I had just finished the uh, 20K road march, which is what caused my foot problems. Um, that's where they give you like a 65-pound rucksack, and then they have you march uh, for 20K, which is about 12 miles or something like that. So it's not a ridiculously long distance, but with 65 pounds on your back, uh, it really made my feet hurt really, really bad. I still didn't know I had any problems. I, you know, my feet hurt, but I, you know, everyone's feet hurt. You just fucking walk 12 miles of 65 pounds on you. Um, but I mentioned that my feet really hurt. And one of the other privates said, yeah, man, my feet have been hurting too. I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago and mentioned it to him. He gave me some special insoles and it helped quite a bit. I'm like, well, fuck, that's the thing for me. So I asked, you know, drill sergeant, if he could sign me up for a sick call the next day. And so I went to go see the doctor and that's when he told me, uh, quote, quote, I think, yeah, I think what he exactly said was, Boy, you've got the flattest feet I've ever seen. You're going home. Unquote. So you failed out of the army due to walking. Due to walk. Due to walking, dude. I'll be honest with you. If I would have, you know, would have known that he was going to kick me out of the army, I wouldn't know when. I mean, even if nothing else, fucking, you know, all I had to do was make it for another week or two. My AIT didn't involve walking. You know, it was multiple launch rocket systems. Uh, so I was going to be driving in a tank, shooting rockets at people. So if I would have, you know, if I would have known, I would never have said nothing because I don't think it would have been a severe enough problem to keep me from doing my job in the army. The only reason they kicked me out is because they're afraid that if it gets worse, I might be more disabled enough that they'd have to pay me money. It's not like there's going to be like a fucking World War Three, and all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm running for my life from my crashed MLRS system. Yeah, I won't actually have to walk. But that's what happens. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what the chain of events that I was uh, setting into effect. Of all the things. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I was bitter about it for a little while because, you know, uh, I joined the army for a reason, you know, um, and uh, now that, you know, I was kicked out for what I didn't consider a good reason. And it wasn't a fun time leaving either. Um <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Do you know when you join the army, they fly you on an airplane to the place of your training, but when you get kicked out of the army, they give you a bus ticket home. <laughs> I, I rode on a bus for four days from Oklahoma to Detroit when I left the army. Did uh, you get shit on that time? No, 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 no. That time was great, actually. I'll tell you about that one in a second. Uh, but here's some things to know that if you get removed from uh, training before you finish basic training, uh, you can't even keep anything. They maybe give all my uniforms back, which is fine. I can understand that. Uh, but what bothered me is they made me give them my boots back. My size 13 used for almost three month boots. They wanted back. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with these? You're not reusing these. Come on. But how uh, they, can you hold on that point of contention here? Uh -huh. How can you be six foot seven and only have size 13 feet? Yeah, well, you know, size in, in, mo in most shoes. Occasionally, I wear a 14 if something's really, uh, but that's unusual. It's 13 for most shoes. I'm 6'1 uh, and generally wear like 14 to 15. 
Well, I, I, I know I'm almost that old. That means it's, it's all proportions. You know, that's right for me, really. You know, people think, expect me to have like a 24 inch dick because I'm almost seven feet tall. I'm like, dude, no, it's like eight, maybe. Yeah, but like being that tall, you should have larger feet. It's a balance yeah. thing. Well, there, there you go. That probably explains a lot. I don't have, I don't have awesome balance. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> well, you know, but that's fine. Like I said, it's you know, I get by in life just fine. I, no one has to worry about uh, Jay's medical issues. I'm going to be fine. Until right. you're not. Until I'm not. <laughs> all right, well, that was my... Well, actually, I have one more drunk person story, uh, but we're getting close to the end. I can throw it in there if you guys really want me to. Is it more entertaining than Detroit's version of Jackass? No, not really. Uh, I'll give it to you really quick. Uh, we used to play hacky sack when we were teenagers. Um, oh God, you were a fucking hippie too. Not really. We no, I listened to heavy metal and stuff. But everyone played. Everyone played hacky sack at one point or another. It was a, It was the nineties. We didn't have much in the way of entertainment other than that. Uh, you fucking hippie. But I had a friend uh, that uh, drank quite a bit, way more than he should. Matter of fact, that's why I stopped hanging out with him because he drank too much. But he would get drunk during our hacky sack games and turn into like fucking hacky sack hero, or at least in his own mind. You know, um, if you ever played hacky sack, you'll know occasionally, no matter how good you are, someone will kick it astray. Uh, it's like out of the circle. And the really people that were really good at it would be able to make a save. They go running after the hacky sack and kick it back into the circle. You know, if you're quick and agile, obviously I never did that. Uh, but there are some people that were pretty good at it. Uh, this guy on the other hand would get drunk and tr go through ridiculous efforts to try to make a save, like running, throwing himself through the air. I heard, I saw this guy hurt himself fucking trying to get a save, uh, playing drunk and hacky sack so many times, like, like involuntarily doing the splits. Cause he's trying to kick up to, 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 uh, hit the hacky sack and lose his balance and fall down. Just fucking ridiculous stuff. He's probably torn every ligament in his groin fucking at least twice. Um, but he was fun to play with though. <laughs> We, we knew he was going to be good for a laugh. That's uh, one of the reasons why we always played with him, even though he, even though we knew he was going to get drunk and suck at it. Yeah. That was just a, such a groundbreakingly awesome story that I don't know how to follow such amazement. Well, you know, it's a building process, guys. You until we get more callers and more guests, occasionally we're going to have to put up with Jay's lame ass stories. It's almost part of the show at this point. So. <laughs> The one thing it it does fit your kind of whole mo though that like hey you think this is actually something that's interesting and then it just bombs. <laughs> okay, certain things we should talk about after the show. Uh, one thing is pointing out when I bomb. That's probably not great for the show. Hey, I'm I'm the everyman here. I'm just pointing out when you know as things come across. Mm -hmm. okay i see how you are all right guys uh i don't have anything else to talk about no one wants to call in about anything at the moment despite the fact that we have forty thousand listeners which by the way i'm really impressed that, that we have that many uh yet not that many phone calls <laughs> but i do want to i do want to thank you guys for uh listening uh stray i really want to thank you for calling in that was a great story um I'm going to say I'm a couple more times just because it's really professional and I'm feeling unprofessional today. Um, that's it. <laughs> uh, we'll be here tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're welcome to tune in then or, you know, not. not. We'll be around here later. You don't have to tune in. You can download us later. 
We appreciate that too. Not as much as you listen to live, but that's how life is sometimes. You don't have to be here for us all the time. That's a lot of pressure. Ryan, say goodbye. I'm not going to say goodbye, but I will say one last knuckles up for Chopper. Knuckles up for Chopper. All right. That is a good one, man. As always, I appreciate the OG Army being there. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Make me.